Hey, we all know the world's a little crazy out there, and uh, we're all watching and waiting kind of helplessly here uh, looking at Ukraine. So for those of you that want to help, we just wanted to give you some resources right off the bat. Uh, you can donate to the Red Cross today. Uh, they're doing relief efforts in Ukraine right now for those affected by this crisis at uh, redcross.org slash ABC. You can also donate to UNICEF uh, at unicefusa.org slash ABC. Uh, there's a bunch of other nonprofits. You can find them all online as well, helping those in need affected uh, during this invasion. Anyway, we stand with you, Ukraine. We hope for the best. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Spooky. Action adventure. <laughs> We're finally gonna do what we set out to do, which is read the Did pillow you man. Jeff Goldblum. No, well, that no. too. <laughs> no. But I mean, no. technically, we are though. Technically, that's a that's an announcement for later. Okay. Yeah. First and foremost, Lindsay, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, thank you, Tyler. Welcome back. Hi, Janine. Thank you, Janine. Uncle Janine. Yes. So it feels like a lifetime ago. Do we have to do the whole intro? <laughs> I'm Tyler, that's Austin, that's Janine, and Lindsay's here also. All right, we got that out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a lifetime ago, uh, you talked about your first experience, your only experience, meeting Jeff Goldblum. I hope not my last, though. No, definitely yeah. not. <laughs> not, with the, not with the way we're going. We do going. have an extra spot on our trip, right? Like I said, we'll talk about that later. Okay, yeah, yeah, you yeah. keep jumping that's the gun. It's a, a big announcement for later. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Well, they will be. On? And they'll be and annoyed that we don't talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we're going to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you met Jeff Goldblum in a very interesting way, and and you brought it up to us, which which spawned what this whole episode is going to be about today. So you're going to give us a quick recap if you could, and that's then we'll right. just get to biz. Thank Show you. Biz. Yeah. So in in my story, I found myself on Broadway performing on Broadway. <laughs> no, just walking like the shitty street with trash. Broadway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I saw a play with Jeff Goldblum and Billy Crudup. Cr- cr- yeah. cr- Crudup, cr- which cr- is we learned how to say his name. Crudup. 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 And. Uh, Crudup. <laughs> Witness what remains to be until this day my favorite play that I've ever seen. That play entitled The Pillow Man. And can you give us a quick idea of what exactly The Pillow Man's about before we? Yeah, maybe into- a quick idea of what Jeff said to you. You know, I just know there was. We told that story so perfectly before. They're gonna have to go back to episode. It's like forty-two or something. It's, it's entitled "The, the Pillow Man." Somewhere between two, season one, two, and forty-three. Episode forty. I'm gonna guess story. episode forty-two, "The Pillow Man." I'm gonna yeah. recommend listening to fifteen through sixty. <laughs> There's Smooth. no episode sixty yet, but Smooth. exactly. There you go. All right, keep <laughs> guessing. Forty-two, um, the meaning of life. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of my favorite types of plays, which is a horror play horror play horror horror and um 
Well, I did some research after our episode, and, and no one has ever done the play since. It was so a it was, one and done. It was a one and done. I've seen some, like, it looks like college campuses did it in their black box theaters. Mm. But that was it. It was, like, originally written and then done by, you know, some theater actors in England, apparently. Ooh, wow. And then done by Jeff and Billy, and that was it. It has never been made into a movie. It's never been anything so... That it's definitely never been made into a podcast. Honestly, it doesn't, it doesn't speak well for the play that's never been redone, but I'm excited. No, well, they just I did it so good the first time. It's too dark. Yeah, it's really, oh, it's really dark. dark. Yeah. Apple TV will take it on. Mm-hmm. None of you guys remember what it's about. I do. I, I do. I kind of vaguely do. <laughs> do you want us to give us what you, we think it's about? And you can correct sure. us if okay. we're wrong. Quick, quick yeah. guess. Yeah, let's go. Janine. Okay. So, oh. I'll go for it. Okay. So, uh, it's. I remember it's like one guy who's mentally disturbed in some way, and he is pseudo suicidal in some way. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> Next. Okay. But I mean, that's on the right path. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like. yeah. So I, I definitely got this. You got it. Okay. It is a man made of goose down feather pillows. Correct. And he shoots them out, and they're covered. They're poison goose down, and he kills people. Incorrect. I mean, you're sort of on the right page, too, though. I feel like everybody got a piece. Yeah. Let me see if I can grab a piece, too. Yeah. Okay. So, as far as I know, it's a children's story writer who's sitting in an interrogation room with Mr. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Because they think, because all these murders that have been happening are, like, following the children's stories that this guy wrote. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and so, as far as I remember... to the sh- no, I, I didn't. No, I listened to the intro of how she met Jeff because I thought I could cut it and make it look nice for an edit. But it we inter- Austin interrupts like every thirty five seconds, Thanks. like he always does. So Thanks. wasn't a clean edit. Anyway, that's really all they have to know, right, to get started. I think that's it. Just you know, try not to be too scared by our incredibly realistic read of this play. Okay, don't have nightmares. Yeah, if you're alone right now. I don't oh, know. stay alone. <laughs> oh, man. Stay alone. So Turn down the lights. It, in true theater fashion. Theater. Wait, what are we doing? That's 35 seconds. And he could literally count it instead of listening the whole time. In true theater fashion, uh, we, we're all going to read for each part, and then we're going to all decide... Who's, who? who's gonna be who? The only hard, yeah, the only thing audition. I'm like thinking about this, like I have no idea who is what in this play. So how do I read, a, like properly? That's what's gonna make it fun. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. It's a cold read. It's a cold read. Yeah, very cold. It's a real improv scenario. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do we want to kick this off? Should we let Austin cold read first? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, Austin, no. I vote you. Well, Lindsay's the director, so she gets to Who decide. Am oh, Who am I reading? Who am I reading? Oh, I love being the director. Yeah, yeah. Who am I reading? I'm going to be really first. bossy. Uh, you could either, you get to choose. Do you want to read for Topolsky or do you want to read for Katurian? Let's be clear. Let, let's read to the, the listeners. So it's a small cast with a lot of, there's basically three or four main roles and a handful of small roles. Topolsky is played by our beloved Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Katurian right. is played by Billy Crudup. Or in the English version, uh, Jim Broadbent played Topolsky, and David Tennant of uh, Doctor Who and mm-hmm. all of that played uh, Katurian. Oh, so that you actually know who that original actor is? David Tennant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. 
he's a bunch of stuff. He's Doctor Who. He's in Bad Good Omens too. Mm-hmm. He's he's in uh, he's the oh, bad guy in that. Jessica what's that Marvel? Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Nice. He's yeah. good. Oh, he's the guy who like can control people. He's yeah. in Harry yeah. Potter four. He plays um, Barty Crouch Jr. No. Okay. <laughs> Michael Michael Kransky Jr. Barty Crouch. Um, Barty Crouch. Oh, okay, yeah. so Scott Kransky Jr. Scott Jr. Yeah. Topolsky and Katorian. And then we have Ariel, who was originally played by Nigel Lindsay. Do you know who that is? Nope. Nope. Okay. From the Wild Thornberries? Yeah. Nigel Thornberry. Nigel. Yeah. And then... uh, If you'd like to read it that way, that would be great, I think. (laughs) In the Broadway version, it was played by Zeldro Kolek Ivanek. Zeljiko Ivanek. That's perfect, actually. Zelko Ivanek? I'll read for Ariel, maybe. I like this new TH you're wearing, actually. T-T-H? Tommy Hilfiger jacket. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Austin. Oh Sorry. Yeah. All right. And then we also have a character named Mikkel. Is that, if it's Michael with no E, is and that how you say it? that's played by Michael Stolberg, who is an excellent actor. He's Elio's dad. Oh, he is excellent. Yeah. Who's Elio's dad? In, <laughs> in Call Me By Your Name. Uh, mm, or no. he's also in The Shape of Water. He's the double agent. Oh. Yeah. That was mm. a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good movie. So... After much deliberation and many, many hours of editing, we have our cast prepared and we're ready for Act 1. Topolsky will be played by myself, Mr. Tyler Armstrong. Katurian, played by Lindsay Hastings. Ariel, by Janine Bray. Sound effects, stage directions, and all other interruptions will be played by Mr. Austin Armstrong. With no further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Pillow Man. All right, places, everyone, we're about to start... Pillow Man, Act 1, Scene 1, get in position, cue the music. Gary, put your shoes on. No, you're supposed to have shoes on. Gary, okay, go, go. Act 1, Scene 1. Police interrogation room. Katarian sitting at a table center, blindfolded. Toposki and Ariel enter and sit opposite him. Toposki with a box file containing a large sheaf of papers. Mr. Katerian, this is Detective Ariel, I'm Detective Toposki, and uh, who left that on you? What? Toposki takes the blindfold off. Who left this on you? Um, the, the man. Why didn't you take it off? It, uh, it just looks stupid. Well, I, I didn't think I was supposed to. It just looks stupid. <sighs> yes. Like I was saying, this is Detective Ariel. I'm Detective Topolsky. Well, uh, I guess the main thing I want to say is, uh, listen, I have complete respect for you and for what you do, and I'm glad to help in any way I can. I, I have complete respect. Well, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm not like some of these, you know. Some of these what? I do not know. You know, some of these types of people who have no respect for the police... I've never been in trouble with the police in my life. In my life. And I... Never been in trouble until now, you mean. (laughs) Thanks. Repeating myself. Have you never been in trouble with the police until now, you mean? I'm in trouble with the police now? What else are you doing here? I'm helping with your inquiries, I thought. So we're friends of yours? Like, we've took to you, like, here in this social visit? Like, we're friends of yours? You're not friends of mine, no. 
you have had your rights read. You've been t- took out of your home. You've had a fucking blindfold on. Do you think we do this good fucking friends? No, we're not friends, no. But by the same token, I hope we're not enemies. I'm going to hit you so hard in the fucking head. <laughs> am I mumbling? Topolsky, am I mumbling? No, you're not mumbling. You are quite clear. I didn't think I was mumbling. You don't... I will answer everything you want to. You don't have to, you know... You will answer everything we want you to. There was never a question. You will answer everything we want you to. There was a question. How much you're going to make us the fuck up in the meantime? What was That was the, what the question was. You want a glass of water, Ariel? You good? I'm not going to try to make you fuck me up at all because the reason is I will answer everything. Well, that's a start, isn't it? I can turn Ariel Addles to a sidewall, smoke a cigarette. Why do you suspect we have brought you here? You must expect uh, some reason. Oh, look, why don't we just start torturing him and cut out all this shit? What? Uh, Who's the number one in this case? Ariel, me, or uh, you? Uh, Thank you. Don't listen to him anyway. So, why do you suspect we've brought you here? I've been racking my brains, but I, I really can't think right now. You've been racking your brains, but you can't think? No. Well, yes or no? Yes. Because I've never done anything. I've never done any anti-police thing. I've never done any anti-state thing. So you've been racking your brains, but you can't think of a single reason we might have brought you here. I can't think of a reason or not a reason, but a thing I assume... There must be some linkage, so although I can't see, there must be some linkage. Uh, Linkage of what? Of what to what? Or of uh, what to what? What? Just the only thing of how you took my stories away, too, when you took me. And that you have them. That's the only thing. And that I have them where? Have you been reading the papers I've got in front of me? I haven't been reading Papers which, for all you know, may have been some immensely classified, very, very secret thing. I mean, my eyes caught the titles just glancing. Oh, like your uh, peripheral vision? Yes. But uh, hang on. For it to be your peripheral vision, you'd have to be uh, turned away. Tobolsky turns around sideways, glancing down at papers. See? Like this way? Like sideways? Like, uh, like this way? I meant... See, like like this way, like sideways? I meant my peripheral vision at the bottom of my eyes. Oh, the peripheral vision at the bottom of your eyes. I don't know if there's a word for that. Uh, there isn't. Why would there be a linkage? Uh, your stories, you being taken here, it isn't a crime, you write a story. That's what I thought. Given certain restrictions... Of course. The security of the state, the security of the general, uh, whatever you call it, I wouldn't even uh, call them restrictions. I wouldn't call them restrictions. I'll call them uh, guidelines. Guidelines, yes. Given certain guidelines, the security of the whatever, it isn't a crime, you write a story. That's what I thought, and that's the whole thing. Uh, what's, what's the whole thing? <laughs> I mean, I agree. You read these things, these stories, supposedly. The police are all this 
the government is all this and all these political, what would you call them? The government should be doing this. Please fuck off. You know what I say? I say, if you've got a political axe to grind, if you've got a political, what do you call it? Go write a fucking essay. I will know where I stand. I say, keep your left wing this, your right wing that, and tell me your fucking story, you know? A great man once said, the first duty of a storyteller is to tell a story. And I believe wholeheartedly the first duty of a storyteller is to tell a story. Or was it the only duty of a storyteller is to tell a story? Yeah, it, it might have been the only duty was to tell a story. I, I can't remember. But anyway, that's what I do, man. I, I tell stories. No axe to grind, no nothing to grind, no social anything, whatever. And that's why... I can't see if that's why you've brought me here. I can't see what the reason would be unless something political came in by accident or something that seemed po political came in. In which case, show me where it is. Show me where the bastard is. I'll take it straight out. Fucking burn it, you know? Tupolsky stares straight at him. You know what I mean? I have to fill out this form for now. It's a, a form in case anything bad happens to you in custody. Pals. We've got a mistake here with your name, I think. Your surname is Cat uh, Urine, yes? Katurian, yes. See, we've got your first name as Cat Urine. <laughs> well, my first name is Katurian. Your first name is Cat Urine. <laughs> yes. And your second name is also Cat Urine. It's Katurian Katurian, yes. Your name is Cat Urine Cat Urine. My parents were funny people. <laughs> Middle initial? K. Topolsky looks at him. Katurian nods and shrugs. Your name is Cat Urine Cat Urine Cat Urine. Like I said, my parents were funny people. <laughs> For funny, I guess I read uh, Stupid Fucking Idiots. Yeah, well, I'm not disagreeing. Your address is Kamenis4443? Yes. Which you share with... My brother, Mikkel. Ah, Mikkel. At least it's not fucking cat urine. He's backwards, your brother, yeah? He's not backwards, no. He's just slow to get things sometimes. He's slow to get to things, okay. Next to kid? Mikkel. My next of kin. Just formalities, cat urine, you know what I mean? Place of work? The Kamenins Abator. This writer. It's not so bad. Yeah, you like your work there? No, but it's not so bad. Cutting up animals? I don't cut stuff, I just clear stuff. Oh, you don't cut stuff, you just clear stuff. Yes. I see. I just clear it. You just clear it, you don't cut it. Yes. I see. Polsky puts his pen down, then tears the form. He has been filling in too. That wasn't a form in case anything bad happens to you in custody. I was just uh, mucking around. Well, what was it? It was a piece of paper I was about to tear in two. Polsky flips through the sheaf of stories till he finds the one he was looking for. Ah, here we are. The Little Apple Men. Yeah? What What about it? Ariel idles back to the table, sits, stubs a cigarette out, as Topolsky familiarizes himself with the story. It's not one of my best, but it's pretty good, though. This is a story. It uh, starts off, there's a little girl, and her father uh, treats her badly. Yeah, he slaps her around in that. He's uh... 
you seem to have a lot of... St- he what? What? The, the father? He's a something, you said. He represents something, does he? He represents a bad father. He is a bad father. How do you mean represents? He is a bad father. Yes, he slaps the little girl around. This is why he's a bad father? Yes. What else does he do to the little girl? Is he a bad father? All the story says, I think, is the father treats the little girl badly. You can draw your own conclusions. Oh, we can draw our own conclusions now, can we? You're telling us we can draw our own conclusions now, are you? No! Yes! We know we can draw our own fucking conclusions. I know. Huh? I know. Fucking huh? Ariel gets up in Pisces. Ariel's getting a bit aggrieved because uh, we can draw our own conclusions is sort of uh, our job. Pals. And the first conclusion we're drawing is exactly how many stories have you got a little girl is treated badly or a quote-unquote little boy is treated badly? A few, a few. A few. I'll say a fucking few. The first fucking 20 we picked up was a little girl's fucked over right in this way or a little boy is fucked over in this way. But that isn't saying anything. I'm not You're not what? What? Not What? What? Are you trying to say that I'm trying to say that the children represent something? I'm trying to say... That the children represent the people or something. I'm trying to say... He's putting words into my fucking mouth. I'm trying to say, let alone draw our own fucking conclusions. No! We can't even speak now, the fucking man says. Put your fucking hands down. There you pulls Katarina's side off the chair by her hair. (laughs) Nails across him and gouges into the face <laughs> as he looks at his thighs and sides. Uh, anytime you're ready, Ariel. Ariel stops breathing heavily, goes back to his seat. To Katarian. Retake your seat, please. In pain. Katarian does so. Oh, I almost forgot to mention, uh, I- I'm the good cop. He's the bad cop. Pause. So, back to the literature. The father, uh, as we've established, treats the little girl badly, and one day the girl gets some apples and carves some little men out of these apples, all little fingers, little eyes, little toes. She gives them to her father, but she says to him, they're not to be eaten. They're to be kept as a memento of when his only little daughter was young, and naturally the pig of a father swallows a bunch of these apple men whole, just a spider. And they have razor blades in them, and he dies in agony. <laughs> Holy fuck. Arrow <laughs> stops breathing heavily. <laughs> that's uh, kind of like the end of the story. That should be like the end of the story. The father gets to his comeuppance. But then it goes on. But then it goes on. The girl wakes up that night. A number of apple men are walking up her chest. They hold her mouth open. They say to her... You killed our little brothers. You killed our little brothers. Then they climb down her throat. She tokes to death on her own blood. The end. It's a bit of a twist. You think it's a dream sequence. It isn't. What? I said it wasn't my best one. You hang out in the Jew quarter, Katurian? Jesus. The Jew quarter? No. No. Now and then I pass through there. 
I collect my brother. The Lamanek district, his school, it's, it's not the Jewish quarter. You go through the Jewish quarter. You collect your brother. He's older than you. He still goes to school? It's a special school that's learning difficulties. Is this a Jew thing? I don't know any Jews. You don't know any Jews. <laughs> I don't have anything against any Jews, but I don't know any Jews. But you don't have anything against any Jews. No, should I have? Should I have? Good answer. Should I have? <laughs> kind of uh, lily-livered and subservient on one hand, and yet vaguely sarcastic and provocative on the other. Should I have? I wasn't trying to be provocative. Were you trying to be subservient? No. Then you were trying to be provocative, and now Ariel's going to hit you again. <sighs> Listen! God, I just, I don't understand what I'm doing here. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't have anything against anybody, any Jews or you or anybody. I just write stories. That's all I do. That's my life. I stay in and I write stories. That's it. That reminds me. I'm going to talk to the brother. Ariel exits. Tobolsky smiles. Can we get a door sound? <laughs> Gotta oil that thing. Needs a lot of oil. <laughs> Stunned. Scared. You know my brother's at school. Me and Ariel, we have this funny thing. We always say, this reminds me, when the thing hasn't really reminded us of the thing that we're saying it reminds of us at all. It's, it's really funny. Yeah, well, my brother's at school. Your brother is one door down. Pause. But he'll be scared. You seem a little scared yourself. I am a little scared. Well, what are you scared about? I'm scared my brother is all alone in a strange place, and I'm scared your friend's going to kick the shit out of him. And I'm scared he's going to come kick the shit out of me again, although if he does, it's okay. I mean, I'd rather he didn't, but if there's something in these stories you don't like, then go ahead and take it out on me. But my brother gets frightened easily, and he doesn't understand these things. He's got nothing to do with these stories anyway. I've only ever read them to him, so I, I just think it's completely unfair. You shouldn't have brought him down here, and I think you should just fucking go and let him the fuck out of here right fucking now. <laughs> Bet you're all adrenaline now, aren't you all? Ooh, just shouted at a policeman. Uh, ooh, probably shouldn't, but uh, ooh, got really angry. Just calm the fuck down, all right? You think we're animals? No. Well, we're not animals. We deal sometimes with animals. We are not animals. Your brother's going to be fine. I give you my word. Tobolsky looks at another story from another pal. The tale of the three gibbet crossroads. Does uh, this... Doesn't have your theme, it seems. What theme? You, you know, your theme. Some poor little kid gets uh, fucked up. Your theme. That isn't a theme. Some of them have come out that way, but it's not a theme. Although maybe in an oblique way, it does have your theme. I don't have themes. I've written for, what, 400 stories. Maybe 10 or 20 have children in them. Have uh, murdered children in them? So, what? This is about stories with murdered children? Do you think I'm trying to say, go out and murder children? <laughs> I'm not trying to say, go out and murder children. Are you trying to say, are, uh, are you trying to say, go out and murder children? No! No bloody way! Are you kidding me? I'm not trying to say anything at all. That's my whole thing. I know, I know. Your whole thing. The first duty of a storyteller is yes. to... Yes. Blah, 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 I know. This. Three gibbet crossroads. 
If there are children in them, it's incidental. If there is politics in them, it's incidental. It's accidental. Except the thing is, don't interrupt me when I'm talking. No, I'm sorry. If I ask you something outright, or if I go with my eye, like, go ahead and say something, like with my <laughs> eyes, then you go ahead and say something. But if I'm in the middle of something... I know, I'm And you're sorry. fucking doing it again! <sighs> Did I ask you something outright? Did I go with my eyes like, go ahead and say something? No. No, I didn't, did I? Did I? See? That was a question, and I did. Like, go with my eyes like, go ahead and say something. I'm sorry, I am nervous. You have a right to be nervous. I know. No, you didn't hear me. I said you have a right to be nervous. Officer, i line one. Oh. Why? Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to get that real quick. Uh, yeah, this is Topolsky. Uh, yeah, give a call online to uh, talk about domestic shit. Uh, can this uh, happen later? Uh, of course, domestic shit, so apparently it don't matter. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I will be right back. You do not move a goddamn muscle. <sighs> don't you do... <clears throat> that was a muscle. Look at this stuff. Isn't, Isn't it neat? neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm a girl, a girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around you, we think, sure, she's got everything. I got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I I got got 20. But who cares? No No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Walking around on those, what you call them? Street feet. What? Flipping your feet. <laughs> you don't get too far. Legs are required for, for jumping. just about everything. Oh. Strolling along <laughs> down the. Oh yeah. Street. Street. Up feet. where they walk. Up where they run. Up where they play all day in the sun. Wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. They understand and they don't reprimand the daughters. Bright young young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. Like, what is a fire and why does it? What's the word? When's it my turn? When I love, love to explore that shore above Wish I could be part of that world. Yeah. Oh, that was beautiful. God damn. Janine. Yeah. that phone's for you. Yeah, I, I just can't take it right now. No, it's, it's very urgent. I'm in the middle of an interview. Officer Tarkovsky, he said it's very urgent. Hello? I'm looking for the Batman. <laughs> I'm not going to do this again this week, all right? <laughs> I will destroy Gotham if you don't give me the Batman. I'm not going to deal with this guy anymore. 
He calls every week. Nothing ever blows up. Nothing ever goes wrong. And I don't know who the hell Batman is, but he's not in my district. So somebody else deal with it. Somebody forward me to Batman. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, I guess uh, we'll just hang up that call. Uh, back to you, uh, Tavoski. Open the door. Look inside. <laughs> <laughs> you have a horse. He's a centaur. He's a Sorry, centaur. those are my tap dancing shoes. <laughs> you are Jeff Goldblum. The three gibbets crossroads. Uh, what, what are you trying to tell us in this I'm story? I'm still on the phone. <laughs> Somebody hang up on uh, Batman. <laughs> Thank you. What are you trying to tell us in this story? The three gibbets road. I'm not trying to tell you anything. It's it's supposed to be a puzzle without a solution. And what is the solution? There isn't one. It's a puzzle without a solution. Yeah, see, I think there's a solution, but then I'm, uh, I'm really clever. Well, I mean, you're right. The idea is you should wonder what the solution is, but the truth is there's no solution because there is nothing worse, is there, than the two things it says. There's nothing worse? Pals. Is there? Paraphrases through the story. Uh, a man wakes up in an iron gibbet he's been left to start a death in. He knows he was guilty of the crime they put him in there for, but he can't remember what the crime was. Across the crossroads from him are two other uh, gibbets. There's a placard outside. One reads that he's a rapist. Uh, there's a placard outside the second says he's a murderer. There's a dusty skeleton inside the rapist cage. There's a dying old man inside the murderer's cage. Our man can't read the placard outside his own cage, so he asks the old man to read it for him to find out what he's done. The old man looks at the placard, looks at our man, then spits in his face in disgust. Some nuns come along, they say prayers over the dead rapist, uh-huh, they give food and water to the old murderer, uh-huh, they read our man's crime, uh, the life drains from them, they walk away in tears, a uh, highwayman comes along, uh-huh, uh-huh, he looks over the rapist without much interest, he sees the old murderer, smashes the lock off his cage, and sets him free, uh, he comes to our man's cage, reads his crime, the highwayman smiles slightly, our man smiles back slightly, the highwayman rises his gun and shoots him through the heart. As our man is dying, he screams out, Just tell me, let's see, what I've done. The highwayman rides out without telling him what he's done. The last words that our man ever says are, Will I go to hell? And the last sound he ever hears is the highwayman quietly laughing. That's a good story. That's something-esque. What kind of esque is it? I can't remember. I, I don't really go in for that esque sort of anyways. But there's nothing wrong with that story, is there? No, there's nothing wrong with that story. There's nothing in that story. You would say that person who wrote this story is a sick, fucking, scummy cunt. No, all the story is to me, uh, this story is a pointer. A pointer? It is a pointer. Oh. It is saying to me, on the surface, I am saying this. But underneath the surface, I am saying this other thing. Oh. It's a, it a pointer, you understand? Yes, a pointer. It is a pointer. It's your best story, is it? No, it's one of my best stories. <laughs> oh, it's one of your best stories. So you have so many. Yes. My best story is the town on the river one. 
The tale of the town on the river. Your best story is the tale of the town on the river. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, uh, hang on. Tobolsky, quickly find a story. Uh, here we are. Ah, 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 <laughs> this tells me something. This is your best story. Why? What is it? Is it a pointer? Tobolsky stares at him. It was the only one that was published. Uh, oh, we know it was the only one that was published. So far. The the Libertad, it was published. Yes. The Libertad. I don't read it. You don't read it. I send stories around, you know, just in the hopes to wherever might take them. I don't read all You don't the... read the Libertad. No. It isn't illegal, you read in the Libertad. I know. Nor if you have a story published in it, I know. It has your theme? Did, did they give you themes of Libertad? Like, write a story about a pony or write a story about some little kid who gets totally fucked up? Did they, uh, they do that? They just gave a word count, the maximum words. It was a theme of your own choosing. It was a theme of my own choosing. Tapolsky hands turn the story. Read it to me. The whole of it? The whole of it standing. This feels like school somehow. <laughs> Except the school they didn't execute you at the end. <laughs> Uh, unless you went to a really fucking tough school. Train reads a story, enjoying his own words, the details, and twice. <clears throat> um, once upon a time in a Taibui, in a <clears throat> sorry, let me start again. I'm still on the phone. By all the time in the world. Who is that guy that's on the phone? Doesn't matter. Just ignore him. Listening in, but I'm enjoying. All right. Once upon a time, in a tiny cobble-streeted town on the banks of a fast-flowing river, there lived a little boy who did not get along with the older children of the town. They picked on and bullied him because he was poor and his parents were drunkards and his clothes were rags and he walked around barefoot. The little boy, however, was a happy and dreamy disposition, and he did not mind the taunts and the beatings and the unending solitude. He knew that he was kind-hearted and full of love, and that someday someone somewhere would see this love inside of him and repay him in kind. Then, one night, as he sat nursing his newest bruises at the foot of the wooden bridge that crossed the river and led out of town, he heard the approach of a horse and cart along the dark, cobbled streets. And as it neared, he saw that its driver was dressed in the darkest of robes, the black hood of which bathed his craggy face in shadow and sent a shiver of fear through the little boy's body. Putting his fear aside, the boy took out a small sandwich that was to be his supper that night. And just as the cart was about to pass over the bridge, he offered it up to the hooded driver to see if he would like some. You want this? The cart stopped. The driver nodded, got down, and sat beside the little boy for a while, sharing the sandwich and discussing this and that. This and that and all the other. Delicious sandwich. The driver asked the boy why he was barefoot and ragged and all alone. And the boy told the driver of his poor, hard life. And he eyed the back of the driver's cart. It was piled high with small, empty animal cages, all foul-smoling and dirt-lined. And just as the boy was about to ask what kind of animals it had been inside of them, the driver stood up, and announced that he had to be on his way. But before I go... The driver whispered. Whispered. Because you have been so kindly to an old weary traveler. 
In offering half your already worth of which today you may not realise, but one day when you are a little older, perhaps... You missed it one back off the line there. I think you will truly value and thank me for... Now close your eyes. <laughs> this is the said. <laughs> and so the little boy did what he was told. <laughs> and closed his eyes. That at all. <laughs> how, about, how about we back up, back up. Come on, driver. You could do it again. Back up to where? There's an audience. Okay, do it again. <laughs> but before uh, oh, I go. Because you've but been before so I go. The driver whispered. Because you have been so kindly to an old weary traveler in offering half of your already meager portions, I would like to give you something now. The worth of which today you may not realize, but one day, when you are a little older, perhaps, I think you will truly value and thank me for. Now close your eyes. And so the little boy did what he was told and closed his eyes. And from a secret inner pocket of his robe... Hold on! That's a good little boy. Sorry. I didn't read it. I'm just concerned. Go on. Rude. And from a secret inner pocket of his robes, the driver pulled out a long, sharp, and shiny meat cleaver, raised it high in the air, and brought it scything down onto the boy's right foot, severing all five of his muddy little toes. <laughs> Poor boy. For giving him a sandwich? And as the little boy sat there in gaping, silent shock, staring blankly off into the distance at nothing in particular, the driver gathered up his bloody toes, tossed them away to the gaggle of rats that had begun to gather in the gutters, got back into his cart, and quietly rode on over the bridge, leaving the boy, the rats, the river, and the darkening town of Hamelin far behind him. Looks at Topolsky for any response. Giving him back the story. Sitting back down. Of Hamelin, see? Of Hamelin. Do you get it? The little boy is the little crippled boy who can't keep up when the Pied Piper comes back to take all the children away. That's how he was crippled. I know that. It's a twist. I know it's a twist. It's the children he was after. Yeah, it's the children who was after. It's the children the Pied Piper was after, to begin with. My idea was he brought the rats. He brought the rats. He knew the townspeople wouldn't pay. It was the children he was after in the first place. This reminds me. Goes to the filing cabinet, takes out a metal box the size of a biscuit tin, and sits back down with it, placing it on the table between them. What? Oh... This reminds you? When it hasn't reminded you of anything? What's in the box? Topolsky stares at him. What's Goes. in the box? Ah! <laughs> That's my brother! Uh, yeah, I believe it is. What's he doing to him? Oh, something fucking horrible. I don't know, do I? You said you wouldn't touch him. I have not touched him. But you said he would be fine. You gave me your word. Katerian! <laughs> I am a high-ranking police officer in a totalitarian fucking dictatorship. What are you doing taking my word about anything? Arrow turns, wrapping his bloodied hand in a white cloth. What have they done to my brother? Ariel motions to Polsky over. They confer in a corner for a while. Reckon you didn't do the right thing. What have you done to my brother? See, Ariel, 
Katarian's asking the questions now. First it was, what's in the box? That was while you were uh, torturing the spastic. Uh, then it's, uh, what have you done to my brother? Fuck, what's in the box? And what have you done to my brother? Well, Ariel had a problem childhood, see? And he tends to take it out on all the retards we get into custody. It's it's bad, really, if you think about it. What have you done to him? Whew. You know, you being such an upstart and shouting all over the place, I would usually have smashed your face in by now, but because I've just been doing that to your subnormal brother, my hand really hurts. So for now, I'm just going to let you off with a very stern warning. I want to see my brother right now. You smashed his face in, did you, Ariel? Except, uh, uh, hang on. That could be classified as police brutality, couldn't it? Oh, no! He really hurt my hand. Look at your poor hand. I know, it really hurts. How many times have I told you, use a truncheon, use a, what do you call it, your bare hands, Ariel, on a spastic? He won't even get the benefit. He's just a child. I'm taking a breather now, but the next time I go in there, I think I'm going to put something sharp up inside him and then turn it. Oh, Ariel, that'd definitely be classed as police brutality. I want to see my brother right now. Uh, what, what happened to the third child? What? What their child? So it's you and your brother, yeah? You're close. You and your brother? He's all I've got. You and your spastic He's brother? He's not spastic. The writer and his spastic brother. Title for a story, Katarian. Or cat urine. He's just a child. No, he's not. Yeah, you know who was? Andrea Jovakovich was. You, you know who she was? Pauls sits down. Only from the papers. Only from the papers. What do you know about her? Only from the papers. She was the girl they found on the heath. She was the girl they found on the heath. Yes. You know how she died? No. Why don't you know how she died? The papers didn't say. The papers didn't say. You know who Aaron Goldberg was? Only from the papers. Yeah. See, it was the boy they found in the dump behind the Jewish quarter. You know how he died? No. No, the papers didn't say. The papers didn't say a lot of things. The paper didn't say anything about the third child. A little mute girl went missing three days ago. The same area, the same age. The papers will be saying something tonight. The papers will be saying something tonight. The papers will be saying a lot of things tonight. About the mute girl? About the mute girl, about confessions, about executions, all that type of stuff. I, I don't understand what you're trying. Are you trying to say I shouldn't write stories with child killings in them because in the real world there are child killings? He wants us to think that he thinks that we've all got him against the, him and is a disagreement with his fucking prose style. Like, we don't know what his brother just said to me. What did my brother just say to you? Like, we don't know what's in this box. Whatever he said to you, you made him say to you. He doesn't speak to strangers. Adjusting a bloody cloth. He spoke to me. He speaks to strangers, all right. He said you and he speaks to strangers. I want to see him. You want to see him? I want to see him. That's you're, what I said. You're demanding to see him? I would like to see my brother. You're demanding to see your brother. I am fucking demanding, yes. I want to see he's all right. He will never be all right. Standing. I've got to see my brother. You've got no fucking rights. Sit down, please. No, not no more. You've got no rights. I've got rights. You Everybody's ain't. got rights. You ain't. Why ain't I? Open the box. What? I'll give you your rights in a minute. Yeah, like I bet you gave my brother his rights, too. I gave him his rights, all right. I bet you did. I bet you fucking did. Open the box. No, I bet I fucking did. Yeah, I bet you fucking did. No, I bet I fucking did. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Open the fucking box! I'll open the fucking box! Katarian angrily wrenches the box's lid off. <laughs> that was your angry wrenching? Then recoils in horror. Shivering in a corner. What's that? Retake your seat, please. What are they? Aria darts over, drags Katorian back to his seat, and, holding him by the hair, forces him to look into the box. Oh, what are they? You know what they are. We found them in your house. No! Your brother's already admitted his part. Uh, no! But he's hardly of the brains behind the operation. You know how the girl on the heath died? Two razor blades down her little fucking throat, both wrapped in an apple, funnily enough. Tobolsky reaches into the box. You know how the little Jew boy died? And pulls out five bloody toes. His first toe, his second toe, his third toe, his fourth toe, no, his fifth toe. The fifth toe looks a little weird. That poor little Jew boy's five fucking toes and they were found in your house and it's nothing to do with you? I just <laughs> write stories! They make a nice fucking twist, don't they? Make him swallow them. Ariel wrenches Katarian off the chair. Where's the mute girl? Where's the mute girl? Ariel tries to force the toes into Katarian's mouth. Don't, don't make him swallow them, Ariel. What are you doing? You said make them swallow them. Only to scare him. They're evidence. Have some sense. Fuck off, have some sense. Don't start on me again. And I quit it with this problem childhood shit, too. But you did have a problem childhood. Quit it, I said. And look at your hand. Oh, fuck off. That's so obviously fuck fake off. blood. Pa I said fuck off. Pardon me? I said fuck off. Ariel tosses the toes on the floor and exits moodily. Post gather up the toes, puts them back in his mouth, and then into the box. So moody. <laughs> I don't understand a thing that's going on here. No, well, here's where we stand as of uh, 5.15 p.m., Monday the 4th. Along with the evidence we found in your house, your brother, spastic or not, has, under duress or not, uh, admitted... Uh, about the killings for us to execute him before the evening's out. As Ariel said, he's hardly the brains behind the operation, so we want you to confess too. We like executing writers. Dimwits, we can execute any day, and, and we do. But you execute a writer, and it, you know, it sends a signal, you know? Pals. I don't know what signal it sends out. That's not really my area, but it sends out a signal. Pals. Now I've got it. I know what signal it sends out. It sends out a signal. Don't go around killing little fucking kids. Pals. Where's the mucro? Your brother didn't seem to want to spill the beans. Detective Topolsky? Mr. Cat Urine? I've listened to your bullshit for a long time now, and I want to tell you a couple of things. I don't believe my brother said a word to you. I believe that you're trying to frame us for two reasons. One, because for some reason, you don't like the kind of stories I write. And two... Because for some reason, you don't like retarded people cluttering up your streets. I also believe that I'm not going to say another word to you until you let me see my brother. So torture me as much as you like, Detective Topolsky, because I ain't saying another fucking word. I see. Then I'd best go get the electrodes. Topolsky exits with the metal box. Door clicks shut behind him. Katurian head slumps. Blackout. On our next episode of The Pillow Man, scene two, action, adventure, more action. 
Tyler reads. Lindsay responds. Tune in. There's a mother in this next one, too. There's a mother, a brother, a baby, a boy, and a little child. And five little toes. That are missing in action. terrifying yeah it was it was just as dark as i remembered it it's very dark i don't really says the r word i just want to i want to apologize now i really pc at all i really didn't pay much attention to my part it it definitely (laughs) is kind of loose has a lot of uh a a lot of uh no-no words in it Mm -hmm. yeah and and no-no types of things wait well what year was this thing written I think it says at the beginning here. Yeah, it says the beginning of your script here. Okay, it opened in uh, 2003. 2003? Okay, yep. Pre-PC. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, They were just coming out of the 90s. I was 15 when I saw this play, but I still think, like, the R word and calling people Jews outright was not cool then. I think Mm. think that's part, part of the, you know, you don't like the detectives in the story. Yeah, I yeah. think I was still masturbating on AOL at that time, so it was <laughs> often wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, load type of time, you know. Yeah, but you'd go into chat rooms once in a while too. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I had a girlfriend for a minute. Hot Mama Sita six nine six nine. Never forget her. Oh, yeah. It was me. <laughs> you no wonder. Not, My surprising. uncle. <laughs> I used to go on sexy chat rooms too when I was in junior high. Yeah, what, that's what you're you, supposed to do. Did you right? I totally forgot that that was did a you, thing. Did you have an alter ego? Um, no. I mean, I had like a username that wasn't my real name. I oh, don't remember see, I was, was a 19 year old man who was ripped. Yeah, ASL, oh, ASL. Oh, yeah. you yeah. actually lied. A-O? Yeah, I lied. ASL, I, I literally, I literally was before oh. before catfish was a thing. I was catfishing. You were catfishing. I was catfishing really you, hard. You didn't but do you that. weren't an older man catfishing as a younger man. No, I you was were a younger, younger man, man catfishing as an older, older man. man. Yeah, I was an innovator. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes you less creepy. Yeah. Kind of. Are we recording? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we should be. Yeah. Austin. It's time you face your gambling addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got you. I got you. Fine. I will face my gambling addiction. I got you. That was pretty intense. I feel Um, like I got really into my role. Yeah. How did, I just want to know how it felt being like main characters reading that much. I haven't read that much since I was like 11. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I don't know if the audience will like it, but I liked it. Austin just wants us to stop talking now. Yeah. <laughs> Does this mean the episode's over? This yeah. is how Austin's so been I ending. decided to end all the episodes. Well, now. I know. I gotta. Alright, well. Until next time. Yeah. Actually, can we end the episode differently this time? You already started this. No, but I found a song that's you as a rapper. Well, you gotta like turn it, like slowly fade out. You know how you gotta have some pizzazz about it. He's not very good at fade. I don't have piz- I don't have pizzazz or fade or whatever. But just so you know, maybe not everyone's gonna like this. But I feel like this is you as a rap artist. All right. Good thing this is all getting cut. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs>